0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: Donna Thorpe. Donna Donna This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna dunk. This is Thorit, and I'm Donna Thorit. I'm Josh Giddey, and I'm down to dunk.
2: Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Basley and, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kapoku and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin Oat Bran. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. We've been gone for a week. Oh, it feels good to be back. Feels so good to be back. Uh, While I was gone, apparently we're now working for the New York Times, which is just—it's a wild thing to find out on vacation. But uh, with me, as always on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barrett. Michele, what's up?
1: Well, um, I went to ski a lot in the the past week so i'm extremely happy (laughs) and i'm ready to to get back though to basketball i i said to myself well like you don't have to watch games you don't have to get up extremely early to do that but then some like deep in my soul said no oh the games are there (laughs) and i have to watch them so i i kind of missed just like a couple of minutes here and there because i didn't have time to finish one game but for the rest you can really tune out from this team.
2: I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either, especially the giddy triple-double game, which, you know, I missed so much. I missed a trade. I missed the giddy triple-double. I feel like I missed everything. It was just funny because those are things that I'm, like, waiting for, obviously, like, and you're always waiting for a trade, especially when Sam Presti is the general manager of the team you cover. And then also, like, the giddy triple-double was going to happen. It just was and you had yep. everybody had their tweets loaded with he's going to be the the youngest player in the history of the NBA to get a triple double all that stuff and you know he does it while, <laughs> while I'm gone which is fine it's great good for him and it's just it's cool one that like Oklahoma City has these, all these triple double records which is just so <laughs> funny you know just that this little tiny city in the middle of nowhere Oklahoma has the triple-double records for the history of the NBA. It's incredible.
1: They so, should so. brand this somehow. They I should. know.
2: Part of my tweet was that Oklahoma City is the triple-double capital of the world. I mean, it yeah. really is. Yeah, they, they need to do some kind of branding with it. I agree. There's a, there's a lost opportunity there. One lost opportunity with the giant Dort stuff, and then another lost yeah. opportunity here with the triple-double nation or whatever you want to call it. I don't care. You come up with it, but you've, you've got to use it somehow. You've got to use it, Thunder.
1: Do you think that they are afraid to put favors in any kind of merchandise slash coverage slash something because he's so bad?
2: I just don't care. I just don't. I I, I wouldn't care because it's not about that. It's only about that he looks like giant Dort.
1: You're right. I mean, the campaign dancing was the thing, even if he was. Yeah, terrible.
2: Yes. It's it's a huge missed opportunity. It is, uh, but it's just it's cool to see stylistically how the triple doubles were achieved because it's mm-hmm. so different. I mean, Russell Westbrook is this Ferrari that you you just take a cinder block and you just drop it on the gas pedal. And that's how he got his triple doubles. It was just pedal to the metal, driving, throwing these bullet passes to the corners, rebounding like a madman, pushing everybody out of the way. Giddy is just so different. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah.
1: I think that here, our friendship is gone. Why? How dare you? What? How dare you saying Ferrari near Westbrook? Like Ferrari is elegance. It is finesse. It is... (laughs) The most beautiful car in the world.
2: I know, but... And Russell Westbrook, by the way... He's a truck.
1: Like, he's he,
2: uh, he is a... He's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful, beautiful man. But I'm saying, it's... He's not refined. What would you say it is? Basketball-wise. What would you say... Basketball-wise. Basketball well, I know, but I'm saying, like, nothing can be refined if you just d- drop a cinder block on the, on the gas pedal.
1: No, no yes. And then yes. you have no
2: control. That's what I'm saying. There's not, nothing beautiful or finesse about that. It's just like, just power. So just,
1: driving something that is that could be really elegant and fine in a, in a very improper way. Could be. That I can get by.
2: Could okay. be. Okay. You, but all you do, you, you get in, you take the wheel, and you don't get to do anything else. You're just going.
1: I see. Then then I forgive you.
2: Okay. Uh, Almost. It, oh, it's okay. You can be mad at me. Uh, and, then, and then Josh is just, I don't know what the, the vehicle equivalent of of josh would be like a like a hot air balloon you know i don't know <laughs> where it's just like but a fancy one yeah or like a drone i don't know uh me neither
1: but he's he he it is different um to be honest with you i we watch all the
2: assists a chrysler and... pacifica <laughs> that's good is this a uh it's like a, a van V-van. yeah
1: yeah yeah. No, come on. Um, most of the assists, not most, but at least four or five assists were like bad, bad assists. Yeah. Like the one where you pass the ball, the guy takes two dribbles, makes a move, and somehow lays, lays it up. But yeah. um, even with that, I mean, it is it is different. It's different. Um, he's
2: like, he's like magic, a magic carpet, you know, the way that he yeah. dishes the ball out and just kind of snakes through. I mean, he and Shea are not too, too dissimilar with their pace of play Um, you know his rebounding is tremendous a lot of it is due to the fact that he's so big that he can just get there and muscle guys and grab the ball Um, but he just plays at a different pace it's just really cool to watch that um, you know play out and yeah it was was cool it was really cool that he that he's the one that holds the record and his attitude about it and everything at least you know forward facing is Mm -hmm. um is really good you know, it's really cool. And
1: also, I can see, like, my pizza getting slowly away from me. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: I mean, you look at the last 12 games for the Thunder, which I think he's only played in nine of those because of COVID. Yeah. He is shooting 36% on four attempts per game.
1: Yeah. And both are perfect numbers. Or
2: three. Yeah. That's because that's the sixth most per game for all rookies in that yeah. time in that time span.
1: It seems like a number where you can clearly see that he's not abusing it. Yeah. But he's taking them. There's I no, like that number. I, yeah. I I was discussing this with John this morning and, and I said, Well, this is a great number for him. Yeah. This season. Because you don't want him to take like eight or nine. Yeah. But four with like between thirty-two and thirty-five percent. It's a perfectly fine number to have as sure. a rookie with that size that we, and with all the other things that he that he can do.
2: Mhm. Yeah, he's he's been quite impressive as of late. And the passing, mm-hmm. like the passing is there, the rebounding is there. You you can't help but watch him and just think I would like him to have the ball all the time, please. Oh you yeah. Know, is how you, is oh. how you feel?
1: Not all the time. Uh, when Trey Mann is on the court, I want him with it's the ball It's a separate conversation. Well. It's
2: completely separate conversation, in my opinion. It's completely separate conversation. Uh, yeah, Josh has been incredible, and he was really good last night. Yeah, it was that u- that unit, that second unit, that in the third quarter that just pushed everything like in favor of the Thunder was just like, oh wow, like are they going to win this game? Are they actually going to pull this off? Uh, yeah. It it was a uh, it was. Trey man, Josh, Wiggins, Baisley, who's oh Kenrich. That was the five. Yeah. That was Kenrich,
1: and then for some spots, Boku, that I thought yeah. had a very good game. He's been, uh, he's been like
2: mostly fine. He hasn't been yeah. like good, but he's been playable.
1: Yeah, playable and consistent. Like he's yeah. doing not much, but what he's doing is doing quite well. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, even the, the, the lineups with uh, Poco Base, Kenrich, uh, Wiggins, and Trey Mann were actually very good lineups. Um,
2: really good. Yeah.
1: And Trey Mann is just fantastic. Trey is so fun.
2: Trey was really good last night. And yeah. he's making the most of his possessions because he's not getting a ton of shooting possessions out there. Mm-hmm. And he is making the most of them. He can pretty much get whatever shot he wants mm-hmm. um, because he can create space with his dribble and he's really elusive, and he, he's got... Does he have the best handle on the team?
1: Hmm. Yeah. I think that is...
2: Uh... I mean, I think that's... And it's, it's kind of a... It's a backhanded compliment in some ways, because there's not... Like, Shea is good. He's not, <clears throat> like, exceptional, but he's good. Um, yeah. And he's getting better. He's gotten a lot better since his... First season with the Clippers and his first season here in OKC, um, but yeah, I, I think Trey probably has the best handle. He definitely has the best crossover on the team. There's no question about that.
1: He, yeah, Shea creates space after he picks up his dribble. Yeah, um, whereas does. Three Man is yeah. getting space and getting wherever he wants with the dribble. Yeah, um, it's That's not good. very important what he does after. And I think both Giddy and, and Shea are guys that are after the pickup uh mostly Shea, but also giddy is not the guy that really creates space with his own dribble
2: yeah no giddy giddy does not create space with his dribble he he just finds pockets you know with his pace Mm -hmm. and then he can pass and then he just passes guys open with just ridiculous vision you know he's 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 a special talent he's he's been really fun um Anything else from that game that stuck out to you? I mean, obviously the Trey man, I mean, the biggest play and the play that should stick out to everybody is the, the Trey man. And I, I like the behind-the-back pass is cool. The fact that he ripped that ball from Nikola Jokic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know that we could talk about it enough because this is, if you go back and watch anything he did at Florida, I would have given him a 0% chance of ever doing that in the NBA ever. You know, he just didn't play with any sort of like verve or oh, I don't know. His his defense just was just wasn't there. He just didn't play defense at Florida, and that's been a part of his development here in Oklahoma City. Is that he has to play defense in order to play? And Mark Mm -hmm. even addressed it last night that there was a, a game against Dallas where there was an and one possession. Moses Brown took the ball up grabbed the ball from Trey took it up dunked it and won and Mark said I pulled him out of the game and I didn't let him go back in and like that was the reason why and Mark pointed out earlier in the game where Shea had a possession where he ripped the ball from somebody he said he looked over at Trey and said that like you need to do that and Trey went out and did it and you know it could have been against Bones Highland or anybody else where it would have been like, oh, that's cool. But the fact that it was against Jokic, who is double his size, if not more, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and much stronger, like way, way stronger than Trey is, that he just rips it from him uh, was just fascinating. One, and it was just a really good sign for a guy like Trey and like there's, there's still a lot of story to be written on Trey man and what he's going to be in the NBA, but it's just like one of those like markers where you're like, okay, like he he's starting to check different kinds of boxes. You know, he's got the step back. He's got the floaters, like all those things like that's cool. But if you don't play defense, you're not going to make it because like, he's a good scorer. Is he going to be an elite score? I mean, it's not impossible Mm -hmm. that he's an elite score is it likely? No, it's unlikely. You know, elite scores are usually taken a lot higher than this. And so, but if he can be a contributor off the bench who does stuff like that, and then the passing, too, was not something that that I saw a ton of at Florida. I think it's definitely in his bag, but he was, like, not, not just behind the back pass, but he had... Had just a really nice performance last night with regards to just handling the ball, playing the right way. He attacked a closeout yeah. when he needed to. He took other shots when he needed to, but he passed when he needed to as well. Man, I was just blown yes. al- I was blown away by his performance.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, and the fact that he's not just uh, the the steal, which he is loud defensive play um but the fact that he was there and he was not yeah. embarrassed by anyone um i think that uh, his off-ball defense was okay not great but but hey uh off-ball defense is hard extremely hard yeah. uh, and it is competing with his body which is something that as you mentioned it was not there at florida i mean with college guys you never know uh you never know why uh sometimes it is hey this guy just doesn't care or sometimes it's the coach that says hey I need, to get to, I need you to stay away from contacts as much as possible. Or there are guys that uh, just want to preserve themselves because, hey, putting your body at risk at every single possession, it's, uh, it's hard. Yeah. So there are many, many things. Uh, when you're a college player, your entire uh, life and career may depend on your scoring average way more than your defense. It's sure. just a reality. Yeah. I mean, Trey Mann was drafted, period. And and, and when you have millions on the line, mm-hmm. it's I, I, I don't want to, to judge anyone in college for that. Uh, when they're paid, if in the future they are paid, well, that's a different story. But until then, I mean, uh, they have a pretty strong case. Um, that said, the way in which he's competing right now is extremely interesting to me. And, and the offense is just, it, it is just fun uh, to watch. Yeah. It, the, the, three that he, the first three that he had was just, wow. So, okay, that is a shooter. Yeah. That guy is a
2: shooter. He can really shoot it, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just smooth. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes when you watch basketball, it feels right. And Trey Mann, when he plays basketball, it feels right.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. Uh, he's, he's got a long ways to go but he's showing the right signs so far. Yes, um, I mean, it's funny, like we're talking about a guy who t- scored seven points on seven shots last night. It's like, wow, this is so incredible. But I- I'd just like to see, just give me one night during this, this tank season of him scoring, you know, taking 20 shots. Like, just give me one, please. Yeah. I'll take yeah. one.
1: Yeah, and Wiggins is another guy that I feel every single night No matter how many shots he takes, no matter how many minutes he plays or with whom he plays his minutes, he's contributing. He's making winning plays. He's running the floor hard. Mm -hmm. He's competing on defense. He is not wasting any possessions. I mean, these should count for something. Uh, That doesn't mean that Andrew Wiggins is a guy that necessarily uh, will be like a scoring guy uh, or a guy that um, maybe is a… You know he he can score, yeah, but he doesn't need to score. Yeah, that is important. He doesn't need the ball. He can take shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He manufactures shots at the rim because of his movement. that is something that I really like. He doesn't
2: use the possession. Yeah.
1: So I mean,
2: I I'm a big Aaron Wiggins guy. I I think that I'm I need a little bit more time before I give him guy status in in mm -hmm. this league. But I'm really getting close because the defense is there, the cutting is there, the three-point shot. Like I don't have a ton of issue with it, and he just makes the right plays. I mean, last it is night, a bit
1: flat, the three-point shot, but it's fixable.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I just, I just am not concerned about it. He's not. He doesn't have like some crazy hitch in his shot. Like he's not Andre or anything like that.
1: No, you know, no, come on, no.
2: I'm just saying, like he can. I think he'll be able to shoot it at the NBA level. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. I don't know how many games since he played, like 17 or something like that. Like, he's, twenty-one. I, I mean, you look at him and be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, I get what the Aaron Wiggins thing is, and I'm in. Yeah. Like, I think he's good. I think he helps. You know, he's a wing off the bench. And, you know, I don't think they would use Aaron Wiggins as, like, a reason that you could trade Kenrich, but, you know, it's, oh, thought, it's, it's nice. it's nice. you were
1: saying it's a reason to trade Dort.
2: We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I do think that it opens, it, it makes it the thought a little bit easier. You know, mm-hmm. I think that if I think you should pull the lever and trade Kenrich, anyways, um, plus nine last night, you know, in a four point game. So helpful to that second unit, just making it work, just helping it yeah. everybody be in the right spot, the defensive plays, the passing. I mean, it's everything. And I get no indication, though, that I I think the lever should be pulled. However, I would I'd be a little surprised if it did happen. Um, well,
1: if, you, if you're if you worried about this contribution to the second unit, just start the guy and see what happens. Maybe <laughs> putting him in a starting unit with uh, favors and JRE will completely destroy the magic. <laughs> And you can keep him, and not having the all the side effects of him being great with the second unit.
2: Yeah, you could, you could do that. Um, Kenrich is just so beloved. I, yeah. I, I, I do think that, and I, and I, have, I have no indication that Kenrich wants to be traded, which is also part of you know the story there. That I, I, I think that Kenrich likes it here, and hmm. I think that if it were his choice, he would just stay. So, we'll we'll see how much that decision is ba- based on any of those things. Like, like I mean, just because you like some place and everybody likes you doesn't mean that you are not going to get traded. Um, yeah. but also, it is a factor. So, we'll see. We'll see where all that you know lands with with Kenrich down the line. Uh, all right, you've got some concerns, Michele, about Shea and Dort. I'm just going to I'm just going to give you let's let's take a quick break and then I'm going to let you just air it out a little bit.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. And we're back from that quick break. Uh, And it's time, Michele. Let us have it.
1: I'm concerned from, but because of two main points. One, Dort's defense and need of possessions on offense, which is two things. I apologize. Um, and with Shea, I'm just extremely worried about the fact that he is starting to be overall inefficient. It's not just that he is not hitting shots at the, uh, from three, it is more like the process. Um, It seems that similarly at the beginning of last year, he's playing at his own pace uh, for too many possessions without like the team plays a possession with Giddy, the ball moves fast, everything is on the move, everyone is on the move and then boom, you have a good shot and then Shea takes the ball and either we create something very good for others or it's just, hey, it's me, I'm going to take this. And 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 didn't get a layup or side step three. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about that. I'm mostly. I, I'm more concerned about Dort. And if you listen to the Thunder the dark, you know why. I mean, it's very complicated for me to evaluate a guy that is not not any not an elite defensive player. I would say uh, because of the off ball stuff and the fact that he's not the same player that he was like last year in terms of aggressiveness. Sure. And an offense is not it's not efficient. Like he needs a ton of possessions to create points. Yeah. That's it.
2: Yeah, I I th- I just think that so many of these possessions are just so difficult. And I'm not ready to like downgrade or I don't know, penalize, or I don't even know what you'd call it, but just the difficulty I don't know man I, I just I just think that I, I would before I evaluate really anybody on that first unit, I just would like to see them with some kind of shooting like somebody just w- give me one other guy. but that is the issue I can shoot.
1: That is the main issue. You have three guys in the starting unit that you want to, to bring along yeah. for the good run. Yeah, they're questionable shooters at best. Yeah, and that is an issue. That's why it Dort is. is an issue because if he takes three trees, four trees, and make thirty-two mm-hmm. percent, then okay, not not ideal, but okay. Dort will take eight trees. Yeah, and, and that to me, and he needs those trees, like that. Well, to
2: the me ball just finds him because. The ball finds the open man. Like it finds... The, the
1: man that the defense want to be founded.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And they but still the, want Dort to take those shots. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: so my question is, hey, put there Kenridge, who doesn't take nine shots per game from three, he may take four. And the defense is a little bit more attentive to him. What happens? Who, like, what happens with OKC if you just flip-flop Kenridge's minutes uh, with Dortz, yeah, like, <sighs> is it is it worse? Especially if you have like another. But well, like, why? We all like, know. Why? Why now? Though, like, what's the? Not p- now. In general, like, it is a question that I think you need to ask yourself before committing to Dort. Yeah. Because what is the value in replacing Dort with a guy like Henry Williams, which is an average NBA player who is worth two second-round picks? What is the downside of having that a guy mean. like that, that instead a mean of Torres?
2: to say about Kenrich. Sorry? I said you're just being mean to my guy Kenrich.
1: No, I mean this is the the common, like everyone will offer 2 seconds for Kenrich. This is more.
2: Of a yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know.
1: Suppose that you did that you use him as a starter. What mm-hmm. happens? Is OKC worse?
2: Uh, no. Probably not.
1: I'm 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 getting in that direction.
2: Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, some of me is just like, I don't know, these guys are still really young. And they're supposed to oh, leave, yeah. they're supposed to sure. lose games. This is supposed to be difficult. You know. they the, the, start, the starting command. lineup is like is it's gotta be the youngest starting lineup in the NBA, you know? Sure. Especially the when, point it's, is, when it's JRE and not Dort and not yeah. giant Dort, you know. Yeah. Like I don't know.
1: But you have to commit to Dort. That is the issue to me. You the don't have to issue you is, don't have
2: to right away. I know. You can wait. Like, you have another season. Yes. And they will likely take another season. Like, I don't think they're going to give him money this summer.
1: No, me me neither.
2: So, I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, I totally get it. And if we wake up tomorrow and they have traded Lou Dort, I would not be shocked by that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you need to get something quite significant in return, though. I just don't think you trade him just to trade him because he's shown that like at, as a, I mean, he was a starter on a playoff team that defensively, like they're not in that series without him.
1: And yes, I agree, but that is extremely hard and specific. I grew to that conclusion after I really pay attention, after I'm... I'm But do
2: you not give it, like, does he get... I mean, he's not cement. I mean, this is, like, very Sam Presti. Like, the cement isn't dry on who Lou Dort is as an NBA player. You know? I mean, by the time he's 27, let's say he becomes a a better off-ball defender, which he should. Like, he should get better. He should get better. You know? Mm -hmm. And perhaps he's never going to be a great three-point shooter but let's say that they do get a jabari smith or whoever and you do have a great three-point shooter and then Shea's efficiency ratchets back up next season like are you and, and giddy is whatever giddy is i don't care throw that out like then are you still in like this horrible position like i just feel like some of it it's like a prisoner of the moment type no of discussion
1: i really thought this this true and uh, if you count the shots the possession shots I don't want the possession to be there that is my my deep issue yeah. with with Ludort's game the fact that even in the series that okay he almost won yeah he took way too many shots
2: he, way too what many. do you, what do you want him to do what would you i i think i'll say this that there's like this continuum on one end it's Robertson, where it's he has nightmares about taking field goals in a basketball game. And then on the other end, it's Lou where it's like, I'll just take it. I don't care. I'm it's he, you know, Mark describes it as he gets lost in the game, which means he's not thinking. He's not thinking about his actions. He's just out there. He's just doing. And I think that I would much rather have that than anything else. I think I think that would would definitely I would rather have that no. and give him time to refine his skills. I just I don't know. I I understand there's a there's fit issues certainly. But also like Lou is good. Like Lou's a contributor on an NBA team. Like I like if we if you go to the playoffs, I think that Lou helps you.
1: But again, suppose that you are in the final minutes of the playoffs and you don't have Harden on the other side of the court, do you really want Dort on the court? And to me, the answer is, if, if the alternative, take the alternative pl- I mean, I,
2: I mean who, Take who are you?
1: Cambridge. Just Cambridge.
2: I don't know. I, I sat and watched Dort 10 feet in front of me steal the ball from De'Aaron Fox and drive Another
1: down. Harden-specific guy. No There's shooting. a lot of those
2: kind of guys in the league.
1: No, not a lot. No, count them. There are way more shooting guards that actually move around and shoot the basketball. And but, that to me is the issue. But you don't think he can
2: get better? I mean how well, is he He's up? getting worse.
1: That is my issue. <laughs>
2: but I'm but this is where like the, the Sam Presley like progress isn't linear conversation comes in. Like guys don't just like get better or get worse, you know. Like I I totally get where you're at with him today. And part of me just doesn't care like about these games today that much. Like I just, as as long as they're losing and moving toward the goal of adding another high-end talent, I just, specifically about stuff like that, I just, I can't f- bring myself to care that much about those kind of things. Like I do...
1: I, I agree. I, I agree I, with the sentiment. I completely do. Yeah. But the point is, what if... Like I know that progress is not linear. And I I agree that you don't have to sell weight for nothing. Yeah. It's not what I'm suggesting. I, I really value the guy right now and I think that there is rumor, that there is um, a value for him in the league. The point is, yes, progress is not linear. Yeah. But what if you have a very good offer now? Mm-hmm. At Trump's, his future value. You have to think in
2: those. Oh, I think about um, it. What's the What's the deal though? Like, give me. Give no, some. I have no idea. We got. Well, we got to come no up idea. with something. Like, who Who needs Dort? Would be the question. Like, what team no, needs Lillard
1: more? needs Dort.
2: The The problem is the Blazers need so much more than Dort. Like, Dort's not going to solve. Yeah, but them. it's a good They're starting starting point. Okay. Well, th- they don't have much to give. Like, I don't want Six. Anthony Simons. Picks, uh, A
1: good what? pick. By the way, I I, I thought just about the, the most crazy trade, and I want they, they don't have
2: their twenty two, so
1: yeah, yeah, later, later. Who cares? Um,
2: I want. I would kind of want one sooner. I don't know.
1: With Portland?
2: Yeah, I just don't think they're very good. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's what. That's why you need twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four.
2: I don't can they? I don't know. They can trade twenty three can they
1: well anyway don't focus on the details oh i'm focused um, i'm
2: i'm lasered
1: <laughs> but i have a crazier trade to propose which yeah. I, i'm I'm getting kicked out of the pod
2: okay what is it can i yeah
1: okay suppose that you want to trade shea for some reason okay how many first on picks do you need to trade for ben simmons and get the Aussie together. Three.
2: Berbe- no. Get out of town, man. No. <laughs> ben Simmons Why? Is not, this you think Ben Simmons is going to play here? You got another thing coming, man. There's no. I way. know.
1: There's but just no. suppose that you are in this ideal world, like we're in two. Where he something. says. Yeah. Where he says, "Okay, I'm playing."
2: And I'll play for Oklahoma City. Yeah. Can I tell him? Can you play next year for Oklahoma City? Can you just chill? And then play next year.
1: Um, I said, I said, how many picks? You should give me a number. It has to be... It, there is a number for everyone. Four
2: unprotected picks.
1: Four? Yeah. That is high.
2: Yeah, I just... I also just can't think rationally about Ben Simmons actually playing basketball with a Thunder uniform on. I can't do it. I don't think it's mm. real. I don't think it's real at all.
1: You don't think that that would... I mean, to me, Simmons is extremely maligned,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and maybe rightfully so. But as a basketball player, I mean, that is too much. There are so many players that are worse, way worse than him. Yeah. Like, he wasn't an all-NBA player. Shea will not not be an all-NBA guy for the next two or three years.
2: I don't know. I don't know that we know that, but... Also, like we're, we're sitting here. Part of the reason we're sitting here having any of these conversations right now is because of the lack of shooting, and we want to bring Ben Simmons onto this team. Next yeah, Josh, but this Gitt- is
1: another. Con- con- this is a completely different concept for me.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's a- just having
1: the most unselfish and ball moving team, and yeah. compliment Giddy and Simmons with just shooting, like nothing else.
2: <laughs> uh, it's just too much. No, get at it. I'm. I'm. Just, okay. I'm just out. i just. Couldn't. You're not.
1: You're. You're not even interested in having two of the most gifted passer in the league playing together. Not even a smidge. LeBron. No, no, no. Yes. Okay. Okay. The 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 young. You're
2: talking about a Rubio. You're talking about Ruby, a Rubio trade. <laughs> you get no, Le, I mean Lamelo. Le,
1: no, I, I. know. I know. I know that it's. That it's not something that I want to do. But it was just. Uh,
2: yeah I was listening to Van it.
1: Gandhi saying, saying that Simmons is, is improperly valued in terms of basketball.
2: I agree. I totally agree with that. He's just the dude is not playing basketball in Philadelphia right now. And I know. that's it's weird. Like it's straight yes. up weird. And yeah. do you, I do not want to invite that weirdness onto this team? There's just no way. I mean the guy he's dated Kardashians, he's you know there's it, just no So there's this just, Booker. Like so did
1: Booker. What is straight like, up no. W- w- what is the problem? Is the same Kardashian by the way, or another one?
2: Dude, I don't remember. I could not tell you. I could couldn't. <laughs> we not should ask Luke. You. Yeah. It's we, probably the same. I think it's the same. It's probably the same. I'm just I'm just can someone just in no the way. chat tell
1: us that he's, if is if she's the same or not? we, we really yeah, need to know. Let us
2: know in the chat. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on that, completely out on that. There's just...
1: Suppose that you don't know anything about Ben Simmons' personal life and you just have the player. We're not talking anything real now. I'm just thinking, like, a guy that, yes, it doesn't, doesn't shoot the basketball, but he's great defensively and awesome passing and great rebounder, and you have two of them. Yeah. Um, can, you, like, can you win basketball games if you have elite shooters around them?
2: Yeah, but I mean it's just that is way easier said than done. Cuz like sure. like not only do you have to get elite shooters, like you have to have guys that can also play defense. I mean, you look at the I mean just look at the Hawks right now. Like they put a ton of shooting on that team and they have guys that are just like one-way guys on the team yeah. and now they're 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 screwed. They're to the point where Travis Schlenk is on you know, NBA radio, local radio in Atlanta saying that he wishes he didn't bring everybody back. You know,
1: there is the, that is a team where Dort make extremely make like make total sense.
2: Okay, well, what's the trade there? Oh, they have uh,
1: many, many guys to trade to AKC. Like, I know. Come on, it's, well, it's the saying, easiest. Let's, you can,
2: well, let's, touch, let's just talk it through. Let's talk it through.
1: Um, Who do you prefer
2: as a young guy? Um, Herder
1: hmm. or
2: Reddish? Herder
1: or Reddish.
2: Why what is everybody's fascination with Cam Reddish?
1: Uh if, I don't know. The fact that he has an actual NBA body.
2: Yeah, that's it, to, right? To, like to the her. dude hasn't done anything in the NBA. I know. I mean, it it kind of drives me crazy the amount of times that Cam Reddish is mentioned on Twitter. I like, it's it's kind of nuts. Honestly. Is. Because is. he's Like, if you would take him over Kevin Herter, then it's just, I don't know. And I'm somebody who loves draft picks and, like, I love theoretical stuff. But, like, Cam Reddish is, like, mostly just a theoretical person. And, like, I'm not trading Lou Dort for Cam Reddish. Like, get out. Not straight up. Can you you get something else? I don't care what the other stuff is. Like, I don't want to trade a good player that I know can play in the playoffs for player that who knows like i'm not i just wouldn't do that i see you know what i mean we, yeah
1: would you do it for a herder
2: yeah i think i would do it for i think i might do it for herder yeah because then we're talking like somebody that can actually sh- shoot the ball
1: what if it's a reddish in a, a congo
2: they're not doing that
1: Oh, well, you can sweeten the peel if you need to
2: i don't know sweeten anything i'm giving up blue dort I'm not doing An not extremely
1: a, inefficient player that was a good player once upon a time.
2: <laughs> why are you talking like he's not? I, I just why are you thinking that this is his the rest of his career? Like he's just defined, well, I'm it's so, been bad for this le- this no, stretch. No, you're so it right. Just, you're right. Sucks you're now. right. Like, this I'll is, stop. I'll stop. Also, I'll like stop. the there's like there's like a huge human element story happening in this NBA season. I know. You know, that is Largely ignored because, like, we frankly just want to ignore it because we're so sick of dealing with it in our personal lives, on the news, on everything. I mean, it's just like the COVID stuff. Just, just, it's too diff. It's just you can't escape it, and so like you, you turn to the NBA, and you're like, I hope to escape it, but you can't because of health and safety protocols, and all. Like, there's just so much going on in this season where I'm just. There's just. 10% of it where I'm just like, of me just like, I I take nothing away from a lot of this season. You know, because it is, it is screwed. Like this season is screwed up. Like they don't have the, not only did they not have Mark, but they didn't have a huge chunk of their coaching staff for like an extended period of time. You know, and like how, what does the workouts, what does the workout situations look like? What does film look like? What is, you know, I just feel like there's just, there's a, there's a lot in there. But, Kevin Herter is somebody – I don't know if they'd be willing to trade Kevin Herter. He has – he's got the, his big extension already, but he's a guy that sh- shoots 37% from three mm-hmm. um, five attempts for his career. He's, he's big. He's only 23. Now, that kind of swap would make some sense between those two teams. Um, and then also, like what can – and part of it is like what can the Thunder do to help alleviate salary issues that the Hawks have, when we're talking about like a a legit deal that makes sense, and I don't even know if they'd be willing to give up Kevin Herter. He was super good for them in the playoffs last year.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, but it, but I like the fit. Uh, no, uh, I mean the just there, there, to be to be completely fair um, and and now a little bit more serious, um, I think that the COVID stuff is is so. Like it, it, it impacts the work of everyone.
2: Everybody, like,
1: like we we tend to stay at distance from colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend not to share the meeting room. Like all this stuff. Um, you, even if you, you know that it's maybe not everything is necessary. You you are like all your senses are sharp, you, 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 it's difficult. And imagine like playing a contact sport. Uh, I, I used to play basketball like every two days, uh, like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and now I, I can't even think. I just run, I mean, alone, because you're afraid of everything. So it's it's difficult, and, and this can impact a lot of things. Uh, so um, on a more serious note, I, I'm not out in ludord but I think that the issues that him and, and Shay are showing are concerning issues. Uh, and I think that um, we need to be alert and, and and look how they handle those stuff. For example, we were very um, vocal about the lack of free throws at the beginning of the season for Shea. Mm-hmm. And he corrected that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is something that Shea can correct. The fact that he can now get to the free throw line. And maybe yeah. Mark will help him quite a bit uh, with the lineups. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but shea these was, are problems, like so, real like... problems.
2: Yeah, Shea was super short on a lot of his shots last night, especially yeah. like his mid-range yeah. stuff. And so, like, I just I don't I don't know what he's dealing with, but he didn't yeah. look right, like totally right to me last night. Um, no,
1: same here. But with Lou, like, again, don't even if you if you think that the on-ball defense is exactly the same as two years ago, I don't think that. But let's assume it's that. I mean, I kind of hoped to see a little bit more of an improvement in terms of uh consistency like last year he out of the gate he was mm-hmm. incredible this year again like the shooting uh, at the rim was fantastic superb and it seems that it goes away
2: um, yeah oh you just went away michele totally went away yeah i i totally understand i get it there and I just, there's just a part of me that just refuses to be concerned about stuff like this. Now, long-term, are there fit issues with Dort and Shea and Giddy? Yeah, definitely. And that's why, like, there's the, here's the trade I came up with in the trade machine. Um, it's, and it's a hilarious trade in my, in my mind because it's uh, Lou Dort and Giant Dort for Herder and Gallinari. Can you do it? Yeah. You take on a ton of, I mean, you basically help yourself get to the salary floor too as a part Mm -hmm. of this deal. And you save the Hawks a boatload of money. Mm -hmm. You give them, you know, at least one good rotation piece that can start for them. That's Mm -hmm. a really nice player to have next to Trey Young. And you still get to keep Cam Reddish. I know like the Hawks fans are really attached to him and they hope that he develops yada yada. Cool, keep him do whatever you want with him and like and then you have to figure out what you're gonna do with Lou, but at least you're saving a ton of money and you know consolidating in some way.
1: yeah, that's not a bad trade. Um, before my connection really uh, tried to shut me down, um, I was saying I have a sort point on on guys that you think they can develop and you want to help and then and then they, 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 they plateaued like Steven, how many years we spent saying, Hey, it's, it's still early. It's still the second year of his, of his second deal. We have to wait, we have to wait, we have to wait.
2: How much of that was due to injuries?
1: I know, I know. But with, with guys that, that play like Ludoord, I'm not sure that this is not wear and tear, like, yeah. again, it's early. But I'm not saying let's get out, let's get Dort out of the of the of the team because it's not needed. I, I, in in our group chat, I even said, hey, there is no rush. There is the draft in in five months. If someone wants to take Lou Dort, and you have a chance to trade up, maybe, but it has to be a a good deal. But in the back of my mind, you know, I I start thinking, okay, but let's not be too attached to Lou Dort or to Shea.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think Shea, I think Shay's a, he can't just tack on and Shea, sorry.
1: No, 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 no. And, and the same with Shay, but yeah. on a totally different deal. I mean, Shay has proven to be, like, that he can be elite yeah. guard yeah. on a very, very good team. And, and, and that he can be, he can do like crazy stuff. So yeah. he is totally on another level. Yeah. But even with him and with everyone here, if you're not convinced that you have an A1 guy, Anybody should be discussed and scrutinized to the highest degree possible because you really want, you don't have time to screw up in OKC.
2: Yeah. I I don't know. I find the Shea conversation to be really difficult because I don't know what the trade is. Oh, there is no trade now. And then you trade him and then you're immediately trying to look for a guy that's as good or better than him. So
1: Better better yes
2: (laughs) yeah you're looking yeah but the odds of i mean it's it's really difficult to find somebody that's better than shea he's really good i think he is i think that the last few weeks you know like he's had some incredible games i just i don't know this season i just can't part of me just won't allow this season to cloud my judgment on the kind of player that he is because
1: no i don't i don't
2: think that he's like as efficient as he was last year, but I don't think he's as inefficient as he's been this year. I think he's somewhere in the middle, which is like...
1: But aren't you at know. least a bit scared about the fact that he and Gidi are not playing together? I, like most of the time. Or, is the, or it is too early for it is
2: that? too... To me, it's just way too early. We're talking about a 19-year-old.
1: But he's the guy that is playing
2: well. <laughs> Sometimes. There's been times that he hasn't.
1: No, I mean not well, but I think that Giddy is tr- is playing more in a team friendly concept than Shay. Yeah, that is that is the concern that I have, and, and that they. It's early. I I understand it. it's, it's early, early. and, 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 and I, it's
2: it's difficult too because Shea did thrive in a team friendly concept with that Chris Paul team. Exactly. So I I've seen it happen. So I'm just I don't know. I'm just I'm not. I'm just not very concerned about Shea okay. and Giddy long term. I think that they can figure it out. I think that they. I just would like to give them more time because I have seen it. This isn't, like, necessarily like a Katie Russell Westbrook situation where it's always going to be your turn, my turn, you know. But I've seen Shea thrive in a, you know, team-friendly offense. And, you know, last year was different, and this year is different. And, honestly, like, let's – I really would love to see where they end up in the lottery, you know, and, and see who they get in this next draft and see what that looks like before because I if they drafted somebody like a Jabari Smith, like he could unlock everything for these guys. You know, you get yeah. you get like a total knockdown shooter that like teams are petrified when he gets the ball. Yeah. It unlocks everything. And maybe they get that guy in some other way through the draft. I just I don't know. I just can't I just can't go there yet.
1: give me give me two more minutes and then i I, i'll i'll stop and 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 please understand that this is not negativity um i'm not being negative here i'm being curious mostly look at shay and and muscala yeah they play great basketball together they have chemistry yeah it's it's there you can see that and and think about all the great pairings uh you, you see them working from early
2: mm-hmm.
1: i just don't see that with like how many shots did giddy and shea create for each other not many it is weird like why shea is never available when giddy is on ball why the coaching staff is not drawing something to get shea an open spot up shooting opportunity when giddy does something with the ball mm-hmm. these these are the things that i'm most concerned with like is shea shutting them down does he want to be the guy? Like I don't know, but something is off, and, and and maybe it's just off because they it takes a while for them to learn how to play together. And by March next year, we'll will say, like Mickey, you were you were crazy a year ago.
2: The the fit isn't seamless, and like I totally like I'm totally fine with that. But it, the talent level for both those guys is like so absurd that you just have to like you have to be able to figure it out. Like you have to try to Mm -hmm. figure it out before you, you know, just say it doesn't work. You know, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I don't. And also there's also the the fact that the team, the hope for this team is to add another really big piece Mm -hmm. to the squad. Like that's the plan is to add another piece that will, that should change the way we think about this team. Like, Josh Giddey has ch- changed the way we think about this team. Like, that's great. They're hoping to add another player in this, in this coming summer that changes the way that we think about this team. And so, and it could change, it, it could even amplify. Like, if they drafted Paolo, it could amplify the fact that they can't play together very well. And then maybe you do need to make some kind of trade you know or you could add somebody that unlocks everything for them it's like oh like i here's how he fits here and he can run this and here's shays now available for this you know there's we just don't know but like this team is like i don't know it's like driving a car down the road with three wheels you know like of course it doesn't work like it's not supposed is it, to
1: is it a ferrari though uh,
2: it's a hyundai it's not supposed to work it's not supposed like that's and that's also the thing about it where I'm where I'm just a little like I I can definitely entertain the dork conversation to a degree. But like mm-hmm. I can't entertain any other conversation because like this isn't supposed to work. The fact that it has worked as many times as it has is a miracle because the design is so that it doesn't work, you know. Yeah. Like they're not supposed to have been even as good as they have been. Like that's just it's not we're not supposed to be here. Like, we're not supposed to be talking about anything but like young guys and how they look and yada, yada. You know, they're at the fourth spot. I still maintain, I think that's where they'll be by season's end, is at the fourth mm-hmm. spot. Man, by the way, getting those two Wolves losses, I know they looked bad. I know that people felt bad after them. Great losses. Great job, <laughs> Thunder. Like, that was good. Those were scary no. games, really scary games on the schedule.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those like a bit better on the second game would have been
2: the fact that you get both of those losses, very, very good. That's very yeah. good. Because when you talk about like strength of schedule and stuff like that, like that's a soft spot of the schedule. You know, the Thunder yeah. are probably supposed to win one of those. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't is very good. And if they can just sit at this fourth spot and not let New Orleans or Indy or Sacramento or Portland or whoever jump them, they can stay there. You know, they're you know they're three games back at Houston. Is it impossible to get there? It's not impossible. It's unlikely, but it's possible that they get to the third spot. Like, they just need to have the the best odds possible for them for the rest of the season. Like, that's, yeah. you know, that's part of this. And the fact that they have so many young guys that are intriguing is great because you look at Detroit. Like, Detroit doesn't really have anybody. Like, they've got... Yeah. Like, that's... Like, like who are they developing up there? Like, there's not... There's a lot of disappointment with the roster that yep. they have. It's Cade. Like, who else? Like, who else are you interested in? Hami? No. Like, he's he's played well. Sadiq. Sadiq Bay has had a... Like, a bit... A, I am interested, but he has not had a very good season.
1: No, I know, I know. And hey, maybe the solution is that the reason why Shea and Dort are playing like that is that they are tanking the season because they want shooting.
2: <laughs> they've I mean, been watching two of the a, shots been that been watching a lot of Auburn.
1: Time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> two of the shots that shaped I said, "How? Yeah, like how?
2: Yeah." Oh, man. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will take some Twitter questions.
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit DirectTV.com. Requires high-speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on TV.
2: Terms and restrictions apply. All right, we're back. I had many more things on here. I wanted to talk a little bit about the trade that the, the Thunder acquired Mia Oni from the Jazz. Waived him. Had to waive uh, Gabby Deck in order to create the spot to trade for Oni and deck is gone it just ends a weird saga you know in the mm-hmm. in the history of the thunder just uh you know some strangeness that that happened around deck the fact that he just didn't play at all it wasn't like crazy weird but it was weird you know yeah. especially when it got down to time where they were playing replacement guys before him like that's weird yeah. Like, that's like, what's like, that's that, that is a little inexplicable, a little strange to me. Um, The fact that he had a big contract, like, some people question, like, why do you have a big contract? Well, they had to get the salary for somehow. Also, he had to pay a massive buyout in order to come play in Oklahoma City. And so, if they gave him like a minimum deal, he would have come here to be poor, basically, because all that money was (laughs) going to go um
1: yeah not that he had many options in europe because of the way in which acb works with rights and stuff like that but surely i mean you you, you're better staying in in madrid if the alternative is getting like no money in in oklahoma with all respect to okc i mean uh it's just hey
2: and and maybe he just wanted to try and you know the thunder were only probably going to offer for that specific contract a big non-guarantee Mm -hmm. which basically means, Hey, you're going to get cut, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like that's what like a contract that big means. I think that he had the second biggest non-guaranteed contract in the NBA. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Chris Boucher is the only other one that has a bigger non-guaranteed contract, but his, his he's maybe fully guaranteed though, but it's like 7 million. Um, nobody else has that big of a completely non-guaranteed contract. Um, so, uh, overall, Weird Saga. Wish the best for Gabby Deck. Hope that he can get back to success in Europe.
1: Um, yeah, he's not a bad player.
2: He, I, I think, honestly, if this team were trying to win games, mm-hmm. he would probably play in Poku, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, it's... He came to a team that had different goals and I think they got a look at him and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. So, um, that's that. Uh, let's answer a few Twitter questions. This is from at our guy, Ben Elephant King. He wants to know, would you lock in Oklahoma city and the Clippers current draft positions if you could, or would you let it play out? So today the Thunder would get the fourth pick and the 13th pick. In the draft would you lock it in yep you're locking. i think it there in. is no upside huh
1: i don't think there is any upside in letting it go the chances to go to three or that the clippers to me like the most important thing is that I mean, you there get is upside
2: there is upside in the lottery but go ahead yeah
1: no yes um like the clippers can go a little bit below but for K C to get lower i'm not sure i trust that yeah so you may have four and ten but the risk of having five and 13 or five and 16 to me
2: is much higher or s- seven and yeah seven and 14.
1: yeah you're or also looking in on a 13. miserable second half of the schedule but that is another story if you're looking four and 13.
2: yeah yeah, the the Clippers to like the Kawhi stuff is really interesting because Kawhi's mm-hmm. acting like he's going to come back. I'd be a little surprised if he came back to this to this team, but you know, I th- I think you're probably right that you just lock it in. You take whoever falls to four, and then you take whoever is at thirteen.
1: But wait, the question is: you lock in the draft. Like um, draft positions. Oh, that's,
2: I might do it anyway. I
1: thought the, you, the draft order, like the fact that um, <laughs> no, 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 not the was, odds.
2: That's this is it. This is what you get. I know. That's why I'm like I'm a little.
1: No, I I thought the position, like the position at the end of the season, I would definitely lock it in. The the oh the the, the draft pick
2: the pick let's just say it's the picks
1: i would probably do it anyway i think but with less enthusiasm
2: i think i'd let it ride i see i let it ride and just live with the consequences uh at mj ashton uh he says it's draft lottery day oklahoma city's pick falls to seven but the unprotected Clippers pick with a 1.5 percent chance jumps 11 spots to take the first overall pick. How are you reacting? And who is Oklahoma City drafting at three and seven?
1: I don't know enough, but Jabari Smith seems to be the guy.
2: Yeah, the shooting is is too much to ignore. Um, mm-hmm. I heavily consider Chet there as well. Yeah. But you could go Jabari Smith and PBJ and just draft two big-time shooters that are big. Mm -hmm. Give it a whirl. Yeah. That's probably the way that I would lean at this point. Just draft and take shooting would be ideal. Uh, Let's see. At I'm So Dizzy, and I'm So Dizzy wants to know, why isn't Sam trading for young guys? not getting playing time like Detroit with Bull bowl. I wouldn't worry so much about the Bull bowl trade. That's, that's the number one thing that I would have to say is that Mm. bowl uh, is likely not an NBA player. And the truth is like, I would like for the thunder to trade for a young big at some point this season, uh, bubble is not the guy. (laughs) is not the guy. He's not. I mean, well, it
1: depends. What do you want, Andrew?
2: Uh, if you want to lose games, Bobo is your mm-hmm. guy. He's absolutely your, your guy. Yeah. Because he, he can
1: take 10 trees.
2: He can take 10 trees. I think that
1: Kenridge would kill him.
2: I think Mark would. Mark yeah. would never play him. Never. Yeah, that's the issue. Ever, 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 ever play him. Michael Malone wouldn't play him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not Mark would no not, chance. Mark
2: would not play Bobo. That just no. would it, it would not happen. He'd sit on the end of the bench, and we would chant ball, ball at the end of every game, hoping that he would get to play. Yeah. That's what would happen.
1: And um, we already found our backup big, so I don't know.
2: Who? What?
1: I mean, Baisley was not bad as a center.
2: Yeah, he's fine last night. he'll He'll go back to doing his crossover dance. Yeah, thing. but he's
1: less and less. Haven't haven't you noticed that since he's playing as a center, he's doing. If, if
2: they will just play him a center, sure. He was doing, to, that, he was doing that a that. lot the other night, though. I don't know. Like, I I don't I don't know. The Basley experience is unless he is, ba- is unless he is only the backup center. I think it's a little played out. I don't think that he's. He needs. I to
1: want be, him and, and Poco to share the front court as much as possible. With Trey, men leading the unit. That is my dream.
2: That's a that is a uh, that is a, a low level dream you're having there man. That's yeah,
1: the- but I love that. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can see a world in which Basley succeeds as Jeremy Grant for 2 seasons and then he goes back to doing other stuff. Yeah. And he's yeah. extremely young. He
2: is, extremely young. Yeah. I know. I I totally get that. It's just I don't know
1: and again if you think hey mickey is extremely hard on Dort and shea but he's okay on basically well my expectations on basically are so low that uh, thinking that he can be a backup center is basically being the eighth slash ninth guy on a on a team that is okay yeah. uh my expectation for shea and dort is lead guards on a very good team so this is what i would like i want one and two on, on on OKC to be great guards, yeah. and that is the standards that I'm keeping, uh, Dort and Shea. So that's yeah. why I'm okay with basically basically.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, let's just just to make like a let's see if we can squeeze in yeah. two more questions. Uh, Deluge Data wants to know uh, what is Trey Man's ceiling if Trey develops 10 percent of Giddy's assist technique and skill uh, skill set? Does that change the equation from draft day from either of you?
1: Yeah. A bit. If he's this guy with a little bit more of consistency, then I can see. And if he is better than Trey Murphy, I would be extremely glad to say I was that wrong. Yeah, I hope to be wrong. Like, I really hope that when I say, hey, I question what the Thunder are doing, I I really hope to be wrong um i just say what i have in my mind because i don't want to be the guy that said that changed the, the, the draft board after after the draft i mean i would have done different but trey Mann is cool so
2: he is cool uh who's shooting better from three this season trey Mann or trey murphy
1: um I checked that, damn you, Andrew! I checked that two weeks ago, and it was Murphy, but by a hair. Uh, and he didn't play much, so I would say that uh, Man is at forty point something, and Murphy is just a hair below forty. Uh,
2: Trey Man thirty six percent almost three. Oh attempts. really? Yeah,
1: he dropped like a lot.
2: You know what Murphy's shooting? No, thirty four percent.
1: No. Bad.
2: Yeah. And an old Murph dog, that's about all he does. Yes. You know, whereas Trey can do a lot of things. He can get you off the bounce, which is really nice. Uh, okay. His ceiling is a starting level two guard. Um, well, he, it's a, like a 2% chance that he's a starting level two guard. But I think the mm-hmm. the vision for him on this team is that he's your scorer off the bench. He's the, you know, Reggie Jackson of this era. You know, okay. is there
1: anything that could that could lead you to think that in the future Dort is the guy that comes off the bench and plays the bully role in three men, space the floor for?
2: He's got to be... He's he's had flashes defensively. He's got to be way better. He's got to get way stronger.
1: Not today. Not today. Imagine that you draft Chet and another quite good... And you get a quite good guy at the four so that you have two elite defenders. um,
2: I wouldn't um, be surprised. He can really shoot it off the catch.
1: Yeah. He
2: He can really, really shoot it off the catch. And that's a that's a huge deal for this team yeah i could see it certainly yeah i can definitely see it
1: that may be a way to because i think that giddy man and shea have the chance to to work better and dort can be a difference maker from the bench as well
2: yeah on one end yes on the offensive end yes um but we won't see that this year i think so too so
1: but i would like to see a stretch where that happens because of other reasons
2: agreed agreed i just want to see more train man period Yep. uh last question at ham solens wants to know how long is it before wiggins contract gets converted to a full-time nba contract and would it most likely be something similar to what Dort signed uh definitely will be similar to what Dort signed. it's becoming the pressy special for these guys Mm-hmm. Um, it will be a low-level contract, lots of partial and non-guarantees within that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll happen after the trade deadline, which is in one month. One month from today, NBA trade deadline. It's uh, February 10th. It's a Thursday. So uh, get ready for that. I would guess the Thunder will make some moves. The Thunder still have a ton of cap space I have to get to the the salary floor some way my guess is that they will get there some way this year I Mm -hmm. don't I mean they were so intent on not paying that out to their players is my guess is that they will find some way to to make that happen so I think there will be some action for for Thunder fans whether that just be acquiring a big fat Danilo Gallinari contract and it and a second round pick or a first round pick with that like who knows like I don't know what it'll be um but I think something will happen, so it should be very interesting. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for for listening. Uh, I missed doing the podcast, missed uh, talking to Michele, and uh, I'm glad to be back. And we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.